Welcome to Vets Beyond the Uniform, a weekly podcast that focuses on helping veterans successfully find and integrate into new careers after leaving the military service. Listen in as our host and guest experts share key insights on the successful programs helping veterans to enter and thrive in the civilian workforce. For more information after the program, please visit us at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Vets Beyond the Uniform podcast. I am Mally Mancia, and joining me today, I have the founder, Paul Cevillani, and co-founder, Dave Beadle from Vets Beyond the Uniform. On today's show, Paul and Dave will be talking with Bill Lober, founder of Operation Hand Up and author of Employment After Deployment. Welcome, everyone. Hey, it's great to be here. Hey, Mally. Hi, Mally. Great to be here. Great. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Yeah, so today we're privileged to have uh, Bill Ober as our guest on the show, and uh, Bill and I have, uh, gosh, known each other for, uh, known each other and worked together in the veterans uh, transition space for about about three years now, Bill, I think it is? I think that's about right, Dave. Okay, we, it, the numbers keep going, but I think that's just a sign of, of our age, but we'll we'll save that for another podcast. Hey, Dave, um, three and, years just seems longer working with you. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> But what, uh, what I'd like to do is I'd like to give you a chance to kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about uh, you know, what motivated you to, to start working with veterans, uh, what, your, what your background is. Uh, you know, we've, we've had a couple of uh, podcasts already, a couple of episodes where we talked a little bit about uh, what we're doing and um, kind of our backgrounds. But, uh, Bill, why don't you tell us about where, where you come from, what you're, what you're doing now? Sure. Yeah, great. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, I, uh, I founded Operation Hand Up in 2013. At that time, I was working at a company, Hewlett Packard. I'm retired now, but I was working at that time. And there was a town hall meeting that was scheduled with our newly elected congressman, Scott Peters. And I, on a whim, went down to uh, hear what he had to say. And uh, about 20 minutes into his presentation, I just raised my hand. I don't know what prompted me to do that. And I said, why can't we do more to help vets uh, get jobs? In, in San Diego, particularly because we're a military town and people seem to want to stay here and, and pretty good economy. At that time, the general economy was fairly bad as far as employment. Uh, and he said, well, what do you want to do about it? So like a typical politician, uh, put it on me. And I founded Operation Hand Up at that time just uh, through friends of friends of friends. And I got hotels to donate a room. And we'd meet once a week for a couple hours, and I trained him over about eight weeks on uh, how to get a job, how to transition from the military, which is one culture with very unique rules and expectations, into the private sector, something which I know a lot about. Uh, I am not a vet. Um, I had spent most of my career, almost all my career, in corporate America. So I knew quite a bit about that world and wanted to help vets transition into it as easily as possible. So since then, we've trained about 600 vets. Uh, when we last tested, about 90% get jobs within an average of three months after their separation or taking our class, whichever is uh, the most operative uh, date there. So that's kind of my story in a nutshell. Great. Hey, hey Bill, I wanted uh, – this is Paul. I wanted just to say one thing. You know, when you say you um, – 
you raised your hand and Scott Peters picked you up. So one thing, being an ex-Navy guy, I want to let's share with you the acronym of Navy, N-A-V-Y, also stands for Never Again Volunteer Yourself. So just a cute <laughs> thing to um, uh, a thing to deal with. So, hey, hey Bill, you know, what is the perp- really key mission or the core mission of Operation Hand Up? In a word or in a phrase or in a sentence is to accelerate the transition from your military service into a private sector career, not just a paycheck, but a career. So everything we do is to make that transition as quick and as painless as possible. Now, it's not painless. There are things you have to do, but our mission is primarily to accelerate that process. So there's some things that you need to know uh, as a job seeker in the private sector how to do, which are very different than the military. So that's our mission and purpose. And I think we've stayed true to that for the last seven years. Okay. Now, is there a difference when you're supporting – now, you primarily focus with veterans and you're supporting veterans. Is that a different type of structure or mentality when you're working with veterans? Uh, In terms of getting a job, you mean? Yeah, as you helping them through your program. I know it's geared for veterans. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say the, the, the bones or the basic structure of getting a job are the same, whether you're a vet or a civilian. There are some unique things for veterans transitioning into the private sector, and the most notable is translating your military body of work into something that a private sector hiring manager would understand. So we call it demilitarizing your work history. Um, an example would be Let's say you did a lot of program management in the military, and uh, and then you go to get a job in the private sector, and if you're not careful, the private sector employer, interviewer, will say, well, that's, that was the Navy or that was the Marines. We do things different here at Hewlett-Packard or Qualcomm. So you've got you to you deconstruct the work you did in the military in such a way that a private sector person could understand your value, your skills, your experience, Clearly, you're working on different kinds of projects, probably, in the military versus the private sector, but the same fundamentals apply. So that's one of the keys that we, uh, it's, I think it's chapter three of our, of our uh, course, or I'm sorry, module three of our course, where you uh, learn how to demilitarize your work experience and make it um, easy for the private sector to understand. They're not going to do a lot of work to try and understand what you did and make sense of it for their world. They just won't do that. They, there's other people they can interview that will come in, and it, it's a very clear, obvious transition from one private sector company to another. So you have to do that work. You have to connect the dots between your work and the job you're going for. Great. Thanks. I have, I have another question with regards to – so we're all here in the San Diego area right now, and as we know, there's probably 20 to 24 transition programs, and I'm doing my air quotes that nobody can see um, – out there helping veterans transition from the military into the civilian sector. What makes Operation Hand Up different when it comes to your program, and what's the differentiator why people should come over and work with you? Yeah, that's a great question, Paul. Uh, It is a very crowded space, especially in San Diego, as you just said. Uh, 25, I think, is uh, probably the right number, maybe even more. The key differentiator for Operation Hand Up is the secrets of networking. I want to give your audience a couple of statistics so they understand that point. 80% of jobs in the private sector are filled through some kind of a networking or referral. That's 80%, 80%. So if you're not 
learning how to network, you're cutting yourself off from eight out of 10 jobs, which leaves you to compete for the two out of 10 where every man and his dog is applying online, uh, where your chances are less than 1%. Even the industry, the, like the monster.com, indeed.com industry says it's less than 1% um, in terms of your success at getting a job. And we have data that validates or proves those numbers as well. So it's really networking. It's the secrets of networking. Most people do not like to network, right? Most people just don't like it, and therefore they don't do it, and they fall back on the old, what I call old unreliable system of applying online, sitting at your computer and applying day after day online, whereas I said that's a 1% chance. So it's, it's how to network. What are the techniques of networking that, Anybody can do. Dave and I, when we teach it, we call it networking for introverts. It's, it's, networking is not about being a um, flashy extrovert. That's exactly the wrong way to do it. So I would say, in a nutshell, it's networking. That's our lane. That's where we really focus. Other programs have even asked Dave and I to come in and speak to their groups on how to network. So that's how, that's how strongly we uh, have made an impression on the local community here. And that's great credibility to have these organizations bring you in and ask you to be a subject matter, subject matter expert on this area. So that's pretty good. Right. I would add one thing to that. The other courses uh, that are good courses, they teach more of a A to Z kind of a soup to nuts thing, all the things you need to do to get a job. Of course, there's a resume you need to have, and there's interview uh, training and interview techniques and things like that. So they teach all of those things. Um, but what we teach, we focus, as I said, on the networking portion. And where 80% of jobs are filled, that's where you got to be. If you're not focusing there, you're, you're not going to be in play for 80% of the jobs. The other things are necessary, too. you got to have a resume, obviously, and you gotta, you got to rock the interview when you, when you get an interview. But those are relatively straightforward. It's the networking part that's really key. Thank you. Hey, so really excited to hear that you've got a book coming out that supports what you're doing. Can you tell us a little bit about this book and, and somebody that picks up this book, what they expect to get out of it? Yeah. Thank you. Um, I, I made good use of my quarantine time since March. <laughs> That's, that was probably, I had this book, uh, I've been kind of thinking about it and writing parts of it, but when uh, the quarantine happened in March, I said, okay, the universe is telling me something, write this book. So over the next four months, um, I, I wrote the book. It's, I just finished it yesterday. It's got one more cycle of editing, so it's still pre-production. But um, it's a, about a 130-page book. It's an easy read. Um, I, I write in a way that uh, I teach, and I think Dave can vouch for this. I, I, I don't use a lot of big, fancy words and complicated sentences. I try and use examples from my experience and the experiences of the 600 vets that Dave and I have trained and put those in the book. And as I said, it's, uh, it's about networking. It's eight chapters, uh, and it's a, what we call a, a layered system. So the first chapter is about the facts of life, the job hunting facts of life. And then from there, it goes to the secrets of networking, and from there, how to analyze the job posting so you can see um, what the market is asking for in terms of a job through a job posting or job description. Uh, dissect that. Score yourself against that, what we call the yardstick, to see how well you match up with what they're asking for. A note on that, most job descriptions are written for what we call Superman, um, someone that's 
that's perfect, that would meet all of these requirements. It's what we call the gold standard, but it's a Superman. That person does not exist. So we try and explain to people, okay, everybody's going to have a gap versus that gold standard. Uh, you just need to be able to talk through your gap. So we talk about that. The next module is on uh, how to demilitarize your body of work. Followed by that is uh, LinkedIn. Uh, Dave does an exceptional job of teaching the uh, kind of an advanced course on LinkedIn where you can find people that will um, be a trusted insider for you uh, if you've picked a, a company you want to work for. Uh, we do a little bit on interviewing, and then the last chapter is how to maintain your momentum through your through your journey. It, the journey has many bridge outs, uh, dead ends, cul-de-sacs. You just got to be ready for that. And what we do is share some tips there. So that's that's the thrust of the book and the thrust of the course. It's based on the course, actually. Thanks. And and you're right. Dave is a LinkedIn expert. He is our LinkedIn expert. We turn to him. Um, a, a really, really valuable asset for that. Um, so what does this book cost and how can people get copies of it, Bill? Great question. We It's pre-published, so we don't have a price yet, and it's not available right now. But I am happy for any of your listeners who want to notify this program, I will email a um, pre-production, pre-released version of the book for free. So you can get all the content for free now. And it's not in the, on the market yet, so I can't even charge you for it. So I'd be happy to do that. I like that price. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. You get your money's worth on that one, don't you? Bill, when's the, what's the timeline for the book actually coming coming out? Um, I know you've been talking with publishers and finishing the last bits of it, but when do you think it's going to actually uh, hit the market? Yeah, my goal is by Christmas. Um, I've, I've, uh, I'm going to be working with Amazon. I have a friend who's written a couple books, so he's guiding me through that. Um, and uh, um, I, I assume it's going to be relatively straightforward. So uh, Christmas is my goal. That'd be a nice Christmas present, I think, to have this done. I've been wanting to do this for years, and that'd be a nice Christmas present. That's all I want for Christmas. <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll make sure I want to. And it makes a great one. gift. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's going to be a great stocking, stocking stuff. I'm looking forward to getting one yes, of those it stocking. <laughs> so, Bill, I yes, want to touch on something else um, a little bit here. So we've talked about transition and kind of how you support transition of the service members coming out of the military and how you might be different. Um, at Vets Beyond the Uniform, we're all about transformation, right? We're looking at what happens after they get the job. So how do, how do you kind of feel you fit in, in that stream of things in terms of what can veterans who go through Operation Hand Up, either through the program or through your book, learn that's going to help them in this transformation process once they actually get into the job? Yeah, another good question. I guess I would pose this question uh, rhetorically to your audience. Um, did you immediately, you individuals, did you immediately fit into the military when you joined up back 10, 20, 30 years ago, whenever? That's unlikely. You probably had to go through a transformation from a civilian into um, the military. They have unique rules. They have u unique expectations. They have unique uh, uh, chain of commands. Uh, the private sector has their own set of rules. Some are the same. Most are not the same. For example, in the military, I think it's common that you're picked for a certain job or a certain location or something. They pick you. In the private sector, you have the opportunity to 
reinvent yourself, um, pursue opportunities on your own. That's challenging for some people because they're not used to it. So part of the transformation in Operation Hand Up that starts to happen, doesn't get completed in Operation Hand Up, but it starts to happen is to understand what your gifts are, what your skills are, what you want to do, and then see where that matches in the private sector. So you get to do that work. You get to um, you get to make those choices, those decisions. They're not made for you. So that's one of the fundamental, I think, transformations that starts to happen in Operation Hand Up, and then further is uh, uh, completed uh, when you start to work, when you get training from Vets Beyond the Uniform. There's uh, there's a couple hundred courses you can take to add to your skills there. I think we're at the front end of the transition or the transformation. I'm sorry, the front end. Um, and it, But it's very important that you get on the right path. For example, networking is not just for your first job. You're going to want to network throughout your private sector career. Because yeah, that's where I was going to go. Advance. If you didn't mention that, I was going to go right to there and says, how can this help you out? This is like a long-term life skill, isn't it? Yes, it is a life skill. It is. There, there's no other way to describe it. Um, if you just network to get a job and then forget about it, put it back, on, put it up on the shelf, you're going to find in two, three, five years you want a different job or different career, um, uh, some different industry, and boy, you're going to want to have your networking skills uh, fresh. What, what Dave, you now you know this when we teach the class, we say it's like a savings account. You put a little bit into your savings account so that in in the future when you need the money, it's there. You don't open a savings account and then tomorrow take out $10,000. It's not there. Networking is exactly the same way. You're always networking. Now, that doesn't mean intensely networking for a job, but it means you're always building out your network, making connections, because you just never know when someone that someone that someone else knows, you know, three degrees of separation, will have an amazing opportunity for you. It happens all the time. And uh, you're going to really want this life skill for your for your career once you enter the private sector. Yeah. So with, with all the stuff that's been going on with the pandemic, I mean, does that does that kind of put a, a stopper on networking activities, or is there can you can you still keep that going? Is it important to keep it going right now? Yeah, that, that's another great question. Um, and you you know better than anybody, Dave. You're a LinkedIn uh, you know uh, guru. Uh, LinkedIn is Job Hunter's best friend and also the career person's best friend. Um, I think there's 670 million people um, are on LinkedIn now. Not all of them are super active, but it's a very, very large community of people that are interested primarily in career and business. So what better way than to reach out to people in an industry that you might be interested in or, again, someone you know who might know someone who might know someone? Three degrees of separation. So I think I think that LinkedIn is going to become much more much more important and much more central to your job search as long as COVID is with us, which is going to be some time. So uh, there, there's going to be fewer face-to-face events now. But think about it for a second. If it's a face-to-face mixer or event, you're limited by how quickly you can and effectively you can get around to talking to all these people face-to-face. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn is like on steroids. That on steroids. You can do much, much more reaching out to other people that you know or that you would like to get to know through LinkedIn. It's even a more powerful tool than 
face-to-face events, in my view. Yeah, that's for sure. I got a quick sneak in, maybe ask a a favor of you or a question. So you talk about networking for introverts, and I think that's critical. Um, Is there a secret? Because we know there are a lot of people, even military people, we, we have this facade that we put on that we're bold and dynamic and we can take on everything. But there's a lot of us that don't like to network. There's a lot of us that don't like to make that introduction to people. Is there a secret that you could probably give us a, a secret out of your book where those introverts can do their initial networking uh, skill, like maybe they're in a coffee shop? Or what would be something you could say, you know, this is the start of what networking is all about. And as you and Dave have both said, this is something we do for the rest of our lives. We're going to be networking probably until we get put into the ground. Um, any yep. thoughts on that? Yep. Yeah, let me. I'm going to tell a little story, and then I'll explain the explain the story. So, about three, four years ago, I was training a guy, uh, Anthony, getting out of the Marines, uh, an IT guy, captain in the Marines, and uh, he was not getting any good traction on his job search, and he was thinking about re-upping in the Marines, and he went through our training, and uh, we we held it at Hewlett Packard at that time up in Rancho Bernardo here, a suburb of San Diego. And after the class, we ran all day. After the class, he went over to a local restaurant to nurse a glass of wine while the traffic cleared out. While he was there, he heard in the, in the adjoining bar kind of a commotion, like there was some celebration going on. And he told me afterward, he said, he's sitting there drinking his wine saying, what would Bill ask me to do? What would Bill ask me to do in this case? He knew. He picked up his wine. He walked into that other room and said, hey, what are you guys celebrating? And they said, oh, we just were with a cyber software company, which is what Anthony had done in the military. And we just had our best quarter ever. What do you do? And Anthony said, well, I'm getting out of the Marines in IT and looking to be get into software sales. And they said, oh my gosh, can you wait 50 minutes? Our president of our company will be here to celebrate with us in a few minutes. Of course, Anthony stayed. And from getting zero action, uh, job action, he had four, I think he told me four offers from a couple companies within a month, which he ended up leaving the Marines and went into software sales. He loves it. He told me it changed his life. So that's a small example of what I'm going to tell you next, which is be curious about other people. Just be curious. The key is don't pitch yourself when you first meet people at an, in a networking event, don't pitch yourself. Ask about them. Oh, where do you work? Oh, what are you celebrating? Oh, how did you get into that? And why does that work? It's because people, we all like to talk about ourselves. We're hardwired that way. We like to talk about ourselves. So when you pitch yourself to them with an elevator pitch, which we don't really like very much, elevator pitch, you're pitching yourself. When you just ask about them, they get to talk about themselves, and people love to do that. And then very quickly, unless they're a complete idiot, they will pivot to you and say, oh, Anthony, what do you do? Which is exactly what happened at, in the wine bar for, for Anthony. So it's all about not pitching yourself, asking about others, and waiting for them to ask about you, and then do a subtle pitch. You know, you're don't be a used car salesman on this stuff, guys and gals. Just say, yeah, I'm interested in logistics or supply chain or software. 
Um, I had some experience in that. I'm really interested in that. Can you tell me about that? So it's a conversation as to a one-way pitch. Does that answer your question, Paul? It most definitely does, and I appreciate you giving us a little taste of what's inside that book. Um, I really the other, I, let me. I want to add one more thing. Once you've made that initial initial contact with someone, it starts a conversation. The next magical thing of networking is three degrees of separation. Um, I, I think I alluded to that before. So networking is based on people that you meet that know people that you don't know, and those people that they don't that you don't know. So three degrees of separation. Um, the numbers are astonishing. So the average person, LinkedIn says, the average person knows 400 people in their has has 400 people in their network. 400. It's a big number. Dave and I have a couple thousand each, but 400 is average. So if you're average, you know 400, then every one of those 400 know 400, and every one of those 400 know 400. When you do the math on that, that's 64 million people in a potential network. Now, you, you, you can't call all of them and ask for help, but by being clever with this and what we teach in the course and in the book, you develop a mini, a mini network based on meeting people and asking if you could be connected or could, did they know anybody else that you could talk to? So you're, you're piercing their network and the networks of others, and then you rinse and repeat. So it's a little bit complicated, but I think you get the point. Three degrees of separation means you have thousands of very viable uh, contacts that either have a job for you or know someone who has a job or can put you in touch with someone who might know someone. So it's, a, it's, really, it's really magical. You'll be surprised at how quickly you, you get to someone who is, really has a, uh, a position or something that you fit almost to a T. Awesome. Super. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate that. Now, um, I would love, we would love to have you back on for another meeting. Our time is kind of running up on this podcast, so I'm going to pass this over to, to Dave and Mally. But uh, it's been very informative, and I think um, everybody should reach out to Bill, um, and we'll do our best to get the, a copy of his book out to everybody. Absolutely. Yeah, so Thanks for having me on, guys. You bet. And so, Bill, before we let you go, um, just in the little time we have remaining, you know, what is the best way to, for either veterans or organizations who might want to take advantage of this training? How can they get a hold of you right now? I would suggest LinkedIn. So uh, go to LinkedIn and find me. I'm uh, either Bill Lober, that's spelled L-O-E, B like in boy, E-R, or William Lober. Uh, find me. Um, there's not too many Lobers out there, so you won't have any trouble and uh, reach out. I will uh, connect with anybody associated with the military. I just automatically will accept any invitation, and then we can start a conversation. And then you had mentioned earlier that uh, you were willing to share an advanced copy of your book electronically with folks. Would that be the same way, just what you want them to go through LinkedIn first? Um, uh, probably, yeah, probably. If I get thousands and thousands of requests, then we're going to have to come up with a different way. But that's a good let's, – let's start, let's start there. And I will, okay. uh, I will happily email, uh, email you through LinkedIn. Let's, let's start that way. Good yeah, question. perfect. And what we'll, what we'll do is we'll put your uh, LinkedIn um, URL and handle in the show notes. So uh, when anybody's looking at this, um, we're, we're recording this. It'll be uh, uploaded in a, in a couple of days. Um, they'll be able to go on there and click directly to your LinkedIn account and be able to find you. So um, Great. I know we were Thank getting you. pretty close here to the end. So, Mally, you want to you wanna wrap us out here? 
Yes, I want to thank you, everyone, and our special guest, Bill, and and our hosts, Paul and Dave, for all the wonderful information you guys have shared with our listeners on today's show. And like Dave mentioned, we will be posting a link to receive a complimentary copy of Bill's book for employment after deployment in the podcast description, and that will include Bill's LinkedIn link as well. We hope... We hope you have enjoyed our show today. As always, please feel free to check us out at www.vetsbeyondtheuniform.com or you, if you have any questions, we can re- be reached at training at vetsbeyondtheuniform.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening and have a wonderful day. <laughs>